again for the first part of the meditation. A combination of guiding you through you know, the elements again and then uh, um, looking at feelings. So the first foundation, body, which we can access through the elements, for example, and then the second foundation of mindfulness, feelings. And it's all held, you know, in whole body awareness. So we just start again by finding a posture we can sustain for about an hour. And just you know, becoming aware of the body sitting on the cushion just, just as it is. We don't have to do anything in particular other than having a straight back. So that the air can flow in and out unhinderedly. And just, you know, becoming aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Do that for a few minutes and then just arriving here. It's our second full day and we can already, I think, notice a difference in the energy here. Have arrived, finally. And we're getting ready to go more deeper into reality, so to say. And as I said yesterday, there's these different Dhamma gates, you know, which we can use as, you know, to access reality. And all things have liberation at their essence. So that means, you know, all experiences can be used as gates into reality if we look at them in the right way. And the Buddha's teaching is all about, you know, giving instructions how to look in the right way. It's not about telling us what we see, it tells us how to look. And then the seeing takes care of itself. So all those teachings, they are pointers. So we use them, you know, to instruct us to look in the right direction, but then we have to do it. It's a prescriptive teaching rather than a descriptive teaching. Because you know we are, you know, get taking interest in the laws of nature. We are aligning ourselves with those laws. Then 
you know, the process of of uh, you know that wisdom to take root in our system. We don't need to do anything about that. We just need to attend in the right way. That process takes care of itself because it's a law of nature. We don't have to make it happen. It will happen by itself. If we put causes and conditions in place. And this retreat is all about that, you know, putting causes and conditions in place for this process to reveal itself quite naturally. We don't have to force it. Just listening, just attending in the right way. And you know, like the essence of this attending in the right way is very simple, but it's not easy to do. It means you know, not clinging to the past, not leaning into the future, but just being here in the present moment fully. So whole body sitting and pressing in, pressing out by itself. And then we can come again to the elements, starting with earth element, hardness, solidity, structure. Put your teeth together, you get a feeling what that is. And then we just start on the top of the head and sweeping down the the head. Maybe we uh, become aware of the bone of the skull, the hardness in your jaw maybe, in your teeth. Just like an intuitive grasp of that bone. Then the neck, spine comes down from the skull through the neck. One shoulder. (coughs) Arm and hand. the other shoulder, arm and hand. The torso, 
this big spine coming down hips one leg and foot the other leg So that's the earth element. Earth element internally and earth element externally is exactly the same. The mountains and the soil just taking shape as a skeleton. We have to constantly put minerals into our body in order to keep the skeleton growing and going and replacing itself. And we get those minerals from the environment. And what we don't need, we let go and it goes back. It's a exquisite system of interdependence right here, right now. Happening, you know, all the time, but we don't notice it if we don't turn towards it because it's so quote-unquote normal for us that we, we are not aware how basic that is for our being. There's nothing special about earth element. It's not my earth element. It's just earth element. It's incredibly vast and ancient. And the earth element which is at the moment, you know, in your skeleton has been in somebody else's skeleton before. Maybe it was a dinosaur. Maybe it was whoever. Maybe it was a butterfly. We just allow that thinking like that. It's just very much goes against ordinary thinking.
which is all about me and mine. This is a Dhamma gate. And it can, you know, liberate us from the self. So it's a direct, you know, working with anatta or not self, that inside. And also the contemplation of uh, elements can be used to work with ill will. And if we are too identified about something, getting very contracted about me and my way, just look in this way, then it just starts to crumble. Just like our skeletons will crumble one day. This is the earth element. And then we come to the water element. And we can start now at the at one foot. Water element is like going through the, our flesh in terms of many different liquids which are in there. Blood and mucus and phlegm and spleen and many different liquids throughout the body. The breakfast is in there too. The coffee or the tea, whatever you had and urine and everything else mixed up. And just starting at one foot, the fleshy part, permeated by liquid, permeated by water element, cohesion that makes the earth element bind. One foot, fleshy parts and the leg and then the other foot and the leg the hips Torso, lots of breakfast in there. The shoulders, one arm, and one hand. And the other arm, the other hand, neck, 
into head. Water element internally and water element externally are exactly the same. There's no difference. The lakes and the oceans, the rivers and the rain, the snow, it's just the same. It has come down to us, you know, since billions of years, constantly recycled. Have been you know, going through many other bodies before it came to our body. Evaporating and then coming down again as the rain. A constant cycling. A vast process. And we are part of that process. Just a tiny, tiny part. And if we don't drink for a few days, we're going to not live. We have to, you know, bow down to these laws of nature. They govern life. not my water element, it's just water element. We come to the fire element, which you can easily, you know, s um, notice on the skin. For example, it's the palms of our hands or the armpits. And the fire element comes from the sun. Again, not my fire element, it's the sun shining on, on this planet and some of it we receive directly through the sun and some of it we receive by eating things which have sun energy stored. 
And then when we eat it, we can feel the heat in the stomach. That's the energy of the sun enlivening this body. If we don't eat for like two months or so, we cannot live. So we can look at the fire element now, which is also like responsible for maturing, yeah, in terms of cooking food, maturing food, but also maturing our bodies. Aging is also fire element. Starting at the top of the head, just feeling the warmth of the skin in a relationship to the air around us. feels warmer than the air. And then there's also some warmth probably in your mouth. Just scanning down the head, the neck, the shoulders. One arm and hand. And then the other arm and hand. Torso. And hips. Feeling the heat in the stomach. One leg. One foot. The other leg. And foot. Fire element internally and fire element externally is exactly the same. There's no difference at all. Fire of the sun, volcanoes, other you know s- uh, sources of. There are hot water streams out of the earth, either under, you know, on the ocean floors or on land. There's lots of heat inside of this planet. The core is molten iron. It's all the same heat element. It still comes from the time when our planet was as a whole liquid 
still some left of that. The crust on which we are sitting and walking is just a few kilometers thick. Underneath there's liquid heat. So this heat element is not me or mine, it's just heat element, fire element. And the body cannot live without that. Then we come to the air element. Yeah, through the breathing process, we take air in and let it go again. Exchange with the plant life around us. It's like a perfect process. A perfect cooperation. We're starting again at the feet. We can just imagine and we're breathing in through all the pores of our body when we breathe in. Starting with the one of the feet. And leg. And the air, the oxygen just enlivening the whole body. It's motion. It's just making sure that everything is being moved around in the right way throughout the body. Then the other foot and leg 
the hips and the torso. There's the lungs in the torso. The shoulders. One arm and hand. The other arm and hand. The neck and the head. Air element internally and air element externally are exactly the same. This air has probably, you know, which is now in our lungs, has gone through many other beings over the billions of years. since there's oxygen on this planet. Perfectly recycling process. And we don't need to make it happen, it all happens by itself. So those four elements, earth, water, fire, and air, they make up not only our bodies, but everything else and on this planet, all of your possessions, everything is made up of those four elements. There's nothing outside. And it all comes from the earth. everything, even the most sophisticated you know, computer or car or anything, it, it comes all from the earth. There's nothing outside of that. I think it's good to reflect on that from time to time because it escapes our recognition that this is the fact. Because some of the things we have, they look just so different than the raw material of the elements look. We get very disconnected from the way things are if we don't pay attention. In this very straightforward way, we just cut out the thinking mind and go to the experience.
And as Anna Bodhi spoke about yesterday, you know, all of those different constellations of elements, you know, which we call our possessions and our body and all of those objects, they can evoke feelings in us. Three kinds of feelings. Pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling, and neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling, neutral feeling. So, you know, whenever we make contact with an object or whenever we have something going on in our own body, feelings are evoked. There are information about those objects. And they have a very important evolutionary function, you know, to help us to get this body through a hostile environment, for example, knowing, you know, when to flee, knowing what to approach. Feeling is a very succinct information about what to do. So we can also we can scan the body for feeling. can start again on the top of the head. Just see you know, what feeling is there. We can just start with uh, scanning for pleasant feeling. Just noticing if you don't feel anything then that we could call that a neutral feeling. But just see if there's some kind of a pleasant feeling in the area of your head. I, I can feel pleasant feeling on my lips, for example, right now. And in my mouth, my tongue on the roof of the mouth is a pleasant feeling. Very subtle, but pleasant. I'm just noticing that. And then the neck. shoulders, scanning for pleasant feeling, both arms, the hands, Also, the hips, the 
and feet. Pleasant feeling. This is just an exercise, you know, to be able to notice subtle feelings, which normally escape our awareness, is a means to refine the mind. And then we can go back up and scan for unpleasant feeling. Starting at the feet. The legs. And the hips. Torso. Shoulders. Arms and hands, neck and head, scanning for unpleasant feeling. And then we go scanning for neutral feeling, starting on the Head again. Neither pleasant nor unpleasant, just feeling the neck, shoulders. Torso, hips, legs, and feet. So this very simple, you know, contemplation brings us into direct contact with the body, gets us out from the head into the body. getting to know feeling in a direct way. If you're a little bit tired, maybe you know, take a deep breath, open your eyes maybe a little bit. It's not very it's not easy you know to stay connected with such very basic things as feelings, you know, if there's not much going on, because the mind is used to um, sensations all the time. It has, a, has difficulty to just stay present with simplicity. That's sometimes considered boring. But it's really the nature of our awareness, you know, which 
is important here, not the object itself. Because this is a meditation retreat. So you're not paying attention to very subtle differences, to very ordinary objects like neutral feeling makes the mind very strong. Makes the mind very alert. If we can master enough interest And the way of the world is, you know, to run away from unpleasant feeling, to distract ourselves from neutral feeling and to run after pleasant feeling. And, you know, through this exercise we learn to balance that out. And that's, you know, it's not easy, it's going against the grain. So, so the mind, you know, just thinks, oh, that's boring, I go to sleep. But it's just what it is. It's just neutral feeling, it's not boring. So and for the rest of the, so another 15 minutes or so, we can just now just sit with whole body awareness again And if there are no thoughts in the mind, just noticing that emptiness. If any thoughts come up, just come back to the body. If there's no thoughts, just notice that empty space. Just noticing the knowing. through paying attention to the body like we did now, 
really stills the mind for some time. Just noticing that freedom of thought, if it has a reason for you. The taste of uh, liberation. Just temporary, but nevertheless, it's a taste. The taste of the of the mind of a enlightened being. So now if your mind is free of thought, just paying attention to the knowing, becoming aware of awareness itself. And if you do have thoughts coming up, just come back to the being with the body, just letting go of the thought. And if you have lots of thoughts, you can just do 
another scan, like for one of the elements, maybe earth element, or for feeling. And then come back to whole body awareness again. Mind being like an, a wide open sky, thoughts coming through like clouds.
So now the interviews are going to start. Please have a look on the pin board if it's your turn today. There's one interview period right now. I'm in room 208 and Ayana Nabodi is in room 200 upstairs. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.